Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Well, the deep voice man's got it absolutely positively right. I'm Mark Lawrence. Ben Reichley is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to everything I'm going to say. Not the told me here before. <laughs> yeah, I said we're both Republican and we're going to have a good show. No, you said the media shows a left-wing bias? It does. And I, Joe said it yesterday. Do we have that little news thing? do 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 the bullets and sounder. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like the Dan Patrick show. Breaking news. Mark Lawrence has indicated to me that the media has a left-wing bias. (laughs) That's understating, I think, really. Okay. Okay, so to be continued, but we'll get that going here in a moment. Good morning, good morning. Yes, there we go. That's that's the phrase I was looking for. Mr. Ben Reichley is here, local businessman, uh, conservative uh, person, and a Republican committee person, but comes here as an American first, and uh, he's here to talk about uh, the things that are going on in the news. And uh, Mr. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. Mm -hmm. we got a guest on the line. We're going to be talking about uh, 9-11 and firefighting and first responders and the Stephen Siller Foundation in one moment. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at uh, sunburymotors.com. With that, we welcome on the news line Craig Rhodes. He's an employee of the Stephen Siller Foundation, but lives in Shemokin. He's a Shemokin resident, former Shemokin fire chief. He's been involved in the volunteer fire service for uh, I put down here a half a century. Craig, is that right? That's correct. Fifty years. All yeah. right. Well, good for you. Well, thank you for yeah, all that service. Well, thank you. And People should smoke and should thank you even more. <laughs> well, they already have. I'm sure they've seen him around. Uh, he has served on city council. He was involved in the Stephen Siller 524-mile walk of remembrance on 9-11. And uh, he also, this year, will helping to host a Shemokin program tomorrow at the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. So, welcome aboard, Craig. Thank you so much for calling in. Yes, you're quite welcome. Now, tomorrow during this presentation, uh, you say you're going to hint at a noteworthy uh, presentation. I know you don't want to disclose it yet, so that's certainly understandable. But can you give us an even bigger hint what we're talking about tomorrow? Well, I yes, I will try to give you a bigger hint without disclosing exactly what is going to occur. We have acquired something that was part of the uh, World Trade Center's buildings to present to the city and Cole Township uh, coming from the Stephen Siller Foundation. I, a friend and I went to New York, picked these items up the other day, and we will be presenting one to the city and one to Cole Township on tomorrow at our ceremony. 
All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. And if there's one thing that we know about from the uh, local fire companies, Hummel's Wharf and Shemokin Dam might have taught us about this, but uh, relics are critically important and super noteworthy. It uh, really uh, brings it home. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the activities you've done, you've done and then uh, the emotion will come with it. You've been part of the Tunnels to Towers runs. Explain this run and what it commemorates and really why it becomes so emotional when you talk about it? Well, I guess the easiest way to explain it is due to the fact that it's uh, the loss of so many firefighters in 9-11, uh, exactly 343 firefighters were killed that day. Well over 3,000 people in total uh, were killed in that disaster. It becomes close to firefighters' hearts that we have lost brothers and sisters in that type of a tragedy. Uh, so the, in the Stephen Siller Foundation, retracing the footsteps of their brother Stephen, who was killed in the towers, uh, created this run-walk event the last weekend of September since that day. Uh, it does uh, draw a large crowd of people. Uh, some years we have close to 40,000, 50,000 participants. It's uh, quite an event. It, uh, since Stephen was on his way home that day and got was tried to come back to the scene but had to run through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel carrying all of his turnout gear, we retraced the same footsteps by starting this run-walk event on the other side of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel where he had left his vehicle and through the tunnel and back to the new Freedom Tower now. Uh, and when you exit the tunnel on the Manhattan side, the 343 uniformed in their dress blue uniform firefighters from New York and from other communities are holding banners of the deceased members that were killed on 9-11. Uh, I have had the honor over the last number of years to be able to hold one of those banners. Uh, it's quite an honor. What really occurs when the family members come through the tunnel and they look for their family, per picture of their family member, it becomes quite emotional. Uh, to deal with. Well, yeah, this uh, I can't imagine uh, how, how you can continue with that, but boy, I'll tell you what, that's uh, ultra noteworthy, and so you get a chance to meet this family. First, you get to meet a firefighter through the, uh, the presentation that's on the banner, so you learn more about that individual, then their family finds you, and so uh, you're, you're given that honor. Well, that's a tremendous honor for Shemokin as well, so thank you for uh, doing that. Now, you have uh, spent the better part of the last uh, decade ramping up your efforts to call attention to these firefighters and to help the foundation. Explain what you've been doing to further the work of the Stephen Siller Foundation. Sure. Uh, I am an employee of the foundation. My title is a project manager. What I do is supervise the construction of homes for catastrophically injured veterans all over the country. I do travel all over the country supervising these construction sites. Uh, the uh, veteran makes application to the foundation. The foundation, they select a home. I am with that veteran from the day they assign him to me to the, to the day he moves in to that new home, mortgage-free home with all of the amenities that best suit his needs, such as cabinetry that lowers for his accessibility, uh, cooktops that raise and lower for his accessibility, automatic doors, large shower areas, 
things of that nature. It, the whole home is geared around his or her need uh, needs, uh, but uh, the foundation has done, uh, I lost count on how many homes we have done across the country. About a year or so ago, I had a quad amputee that we did a home for in St. Louis. This young man, very young, in his mid-twenties, lost all four limbs. It's remarkable how we are concerned if we get a, a broken fingernail, and these guys have gone through so much, and they have such a different attitude, that is, I am honored to be able to provide these homes for them with, with, with the work that I do. It's just amazing. Well, and the folks that rank charities talk about uh, how much money goes uh, to the cause, which would be firefighters who have ongoing needs or firefighters who develop new needs versus administration. And the Stephen Siller Foundation is one of the leanest uh, foundations in the U.S. It's really incredible. Uh, and there's uh, the we talked about the Mifflinburg Hose Company doing their 34.3-mile walk tomorrow, and their proceeds go to the Stephen Siller Foundation. So it's been vetted and talked about, and this is the real deal really helping oh, folks yep you get involved on the very front lines of that tell me about uh, flight 93 and shanksville and your experience there well this is a little difficult for me to talk about but i will try i had the opportunity to be with frank Siller during his 524 mile walk when he visited shanksville a couple weekends ago and frank was a remarkable person he gave a beautiful speech at the fire company site, and then he used the words that we used on that flight. As we all know, let's roll. We proceeded the walk from the fire company to the crash site, along with all of the firefighters from Shanksville, realizing that most of them were very young or not even born when this occurred. The fire chief who was first on scene of that crash from Shanksville Fire Company was with us. We walked from the fire company to the crash scene. Uh, it became more emotional as we got closer. And we got to the site of the memorial. Uh, Frank again spoke a few words very elegantly, and then he gave everyone they gave everyone a red rose to carry down to the monuments and place uh, under the names of the people that were killed on the flight. After that, they gathered us all up in a group and allowed us to walk down this pathway and into a gated area, which is very securely uh, maintained, to walk up to the what they call the boulder. The boulder is a large rock where the nose of the airplane stopped. What they allowed was the firefighters to go up to that site. All of the other people that were with us, they held back, saying, this is only for the firefighters to go up. Uh, one of the uh, people from the, the, what do I want to say, the, the guards of the site, of the memorial, said, "This is the he's there for 13 years. This is the first time he has ever seen this occur. Uh, Frank and the, the director of the memorial allowed us to walk up there, Frank being the man that he is, knelt down, put his hand on the rock, and started to say the Lord's Prayer. Now you have 
60 other firefighters surrounding the boulder doing the same thing, putting her hand on the boulder and reciting the Lord's Prayer with him. It uh, a very emotional event. Everybody had tears in their eyes over this. It, uh, I'm glad that I was able to take part in this. Anyone that has not visited Shanksville needs to do that. Now, they're not going to allow you to go down to the boulder, but they, you can see the boulder from the, the uh, unfenced-in area. In this area of the, where the boulder is, they tell us, unidentifiable parts of the people that were killed on the plane are buried there. The only people that are allowed to go down the boulder whenever they wish are family members of people that were killed on the flight. Well, uh, Craig, uh, can jump in here. This is Ben Reichley. Uh, Ben, Mark, and I were just talking. I have been out to Shanksville, and they were constructing the bells. You know, when you turn in to your left, the the bell, the the bell towers were were being built. Chime of voices. Yeah, the chime, and so. Explaining to folks, if you haven't been there, it is well worth the trip. Right off of 30, Somerset County, you're yes. up. You're up. Uh, what? What? I mean, I'm guessing it's 50 acres, maybe even more. I think it's probably more. Yeah. More. Yeah. Tribute because you're up on the hill where the building was, <clears throat> and then you come down, and it's a it's a walk, as you know. You come down to almost. It's almost uh, just a. It's almost like walking in D.C. the Vietnam Wall without the wall mm-hmm. being there, and you talk about the boulder being out there, and and it's there, and it. And I told Mark here, it's a sanctuary. It is a sanctuary where people, a, a poor older lady's cell phone went off, and she was struggling to get it out of her purse and just turn it off. She was so embarrassed, but it is, it is, so solemn there. It's yes. one of the places where you could hear crickets uh, that were a mile away. And what's mm-hmm. very interesting is the day that happened, and, and you go through the whole story, and up on the, in the building up on the hill, you know, they have the whole timeline, the chronicle, go through the, the, day, the timing and stuff, but the, a, a true hero, not only the EMTs uh, that were there on the ground, I mean, the true heroes were actually in, in that plane, the, the the Todd Beamers and the groups that took that plane down. But the coroner of Somerset County, and I lost his name right now, really was a king uh, as far as uh, kingpin and holding the information together and getting the families and what he did out there. Uh, he, he, he was truly, with the first responders, one of the people that uh, helped helped in such a great way the families and and getting the the body parts and going through that but uh it, it is it is a place where uh, uh you know new york washington the pentagon the towers yes but when you go out there it is it's it's it's, it's just a feeling you know you have that little building down by the walk craig that you can leave notes you, know, yes. you leave those posted notes, and you right. read those notes, and if you don't have feelings, emotional feelings, uh, you might not be human because it is very, and it's notes that you or I would leave as we walk there, you know, we walk through. But it is, it is just a, uh, I, I, you know, it was. Uh, you understand as much as I could what went on there. But the way they have that tribute set up for that is is just um, it's all about them, 
It, it, it's it's not there to you're not there to buy drinks or eat food and <laughs> I mean you're there to honor the people and the people not only on that plane but the first responders and like I said the coroner and all, and all the folks that were involved. Yes, it is a very solemn, very respectful place. I've been there several times, and everyone that I have seen at that site are very respectful of the site, and they they understand the gravity of it. Craig, and I, I I followed the the walk. I know it started down in Washington, but but how close did Frank Stiller get to the Central Susquehanna Valley? Well, uh, let's see. He was in uh, from Shanksville. He went to uh, Allentown uh, and Easton, and then to Norristown, New Jersey. That was sort of the, the last couple legs of the walk. And then from there, he's now back into New York. But did he come up through Harrisburg then? Yes, he was in Harrisburg and Hershey. You're correct. Okay, okay. Yes, Yes, you're correct. Yes. Well, we invite folks to get more information on this. Craig, anything else to add, anything important you'd like to add to our conversation? Well, again, I would like to invite everyone to uh, attend our event tomorrow, starting on a walk from uh, the post office area of Shemokin to our community park where we will hold the ceremony. We have a guest speaker who was a firefighter at 9-11 uh, for us tomorrow. To please come along, participate, uh, to uh, help honor and to show the respect that is due. What time is it the walk well, step off tomorrow? Okay. Yes, thank you. Uh, the first plane hit the first tower at 846. Hmm. So that's when we're going to start our walk. And all of our church bells in the community are going to ring at those times for 30 seconds. The next plane, uh, plane to hit the second tower at 9, 9.57, the bells will ring again for 30 seconds. So every time an incident occurred, when the plane hit the Pentagon, when Shanksville plane crashed, the church bells will ring for 30 seconds. All right. Well, thank you so much yeah, for, Craig, you, for all your many var- varied services. Uh, you volunteer a lot more than you ever get paid for anything, and so we appreciate that commu- our community and our whole nation's better for it. So thank you so much for all you're doing, Craig. Yeah, and with the work yeah. with the foundation, that is uh, what you said. That's that's a great foundation to contribute and get results from. Oh, yes, yes. Matter of fact, the last uh, information uh, by the charity corporation, we were at 93% of every dollar goes towards the ho- building these homes for the veterans. It is now going to increase to 95%. That's wow. Great. That's well, yeah, good for you. Holy smokes. Yeah, some some uh, charities are way, way, way <laughs> off of way that mark. The other direction, yes. Yes. All right. Well, Thank thanks. you so much for all you're doing. We do appreciate your volunteer, and you do get a stipend for helping out the foundation now, so thanks for all the traveling and the work you're doing associated with that. Thank you, sir. Right, you're quite welcome. Appreciate that. That is uh, Craig Rhodes. Uh, he is an employee of the Stephen Siller Foundation, a Shemokin resident, former Shemokin fire chief who's been on Shemokin City Council, still uh, serves occasionally as a liaison between the Volunteer Fire Service and the council. He's been a volunteer firefighter for 50 years. He's been on the 524-mile walk of remembrance of 9-11 that he mentioned. And uh, he invites you to do what I've done. Uh, consider a contribution that goes uh, to firefighters in today 
today's day and age who uh, need some help. Uh, T2T.org, if you haven't memorized that uh, uh, address over the years, it's uh, the letter T and then the numeral 2 and then the T, small t, and .org is the website for the Tunnels to Tower Siller Foundation. $11 a month can make a difference. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well I've said. I've seen that commercial. All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Craig. We appreciate that. All right. We will take a quickie break. We'll open up the phone line, so we'll have time for probably a caller. Uh, when we come back, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, we thank Rob Center, fabulouser than ever, so we appreciate his help and hard work. First, uh, make a note to Rob Center and the rest of the NFL fans, which the NFL is on Sunbury Broadcasting as we know it, Steelers mm-hmm. and Eagles, but last night was the first of 272 regular season football is that what games. it is? And who played last night? That would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against oh, your Dallas Cowboys. And I'm assuming the Cowboys won handily. Yeah. Handily left with their tails between their legs. Okay. Sorry. A little sloppy game, but uh, Tom Brady at uh, age 24, <laughs> plus 20, played uh, great, almost through 400 yards. Cowboy quarterback, your, uh, your deck, Prescott, came back from the injury, played uh, well. And... Uh, uh, interesting game. Packed. What Packed was the final the score? I believe the final score was 31-29, but uh, packed stadium. Packed stadium. And interesting, the uh, Buccaneers have won back-to-back games on their home field, even though technically one was the Super Bowl and one was the game last night. So uh, high school football kicked off last week. Somebody broadcasting had those games on. You have the college football, of course, uh, Penn State with a big victory out there. So, uh, And then you got the uh, the ladies. The ladies are playing field hockey, soccer. Guys are playing f- soccer. You got uh, cross country going on. We're in the full swing of things. And uh, Delta variant or not, the high school you know, sports are out there. The uh, young folks are back in school. I see them walking to school, some with masks on, some without. But it's uh, it's good to see the activity back around the school grounds. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the school mask mandate, a topic of lots of controversy. But uh, yeah, it's lots of students that we talk to are just adjusting and doing okay. Lots of exceptions out there. So I'm glad they're you know they're they're able to do Mark that. 20, 20, 60, 20. 20% of the people, no problem. 
60 percent of people okay tell us what we really need to do but let's be up front how do we need to do it and 20 percent of the people won't do anything you ask them to do <laughs> so, it, does that apply to everything masking that's, included that's almost i mean in uh, in business and sales there was the 80 20 rule you know 80 percent mm -hmm. of your business comes from 20 percent of your customers you know that that can be juggled around percentage wise but uh, you look at uh, the situation but if you look and that's one thing I tell my daughter and some of her friends. I said, you, you have to get old to have experiences to understand things. I said, uh, you can't get old enough to scream, get off my yard type of uh, when you get old that way. Uh, but you have to have some experience in life to, to mold you to understand. But if you look back at it, 20% of the people will be on one side, 20% of the people will be on the other. How can you motivate the 60% in between? 1-800-795-9565, ultra-speedy dialer, I guess, at this stage. But write that down. You'll need it during the 9 a.m. hour. This week we talked about the Texas abortion law and the U.S. Department of Justice filing a lawsuit against mm. Texas as a result of this. So we'll see how far that goes. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, their complaint is almost the same as the complaint that has been rejected by the Supreme Court about standing for those individuals complaining. So uh, we can talk about that uh, Afghanistan and President Biden's uh, lower numbers and well, yeah, those, anything else? Those are going down. One real uh, quick note, and I don't know if Bucknell has done that, and I, I nothing anti-Bucknell. I, I don't mean this this way, but very interesting tribute out on the campus of Susquehanna University. Uh, two alumni passed away in the towers. Uh, they have uh, uh, two memorials, two towers, right off uh, from the library, football field area. Folks know Hazinger Hall mm -hmm. is, is on the uh, the one side. Uh, very interesting memorial. When I walk the campus, uh, try to stop by, it's uh, very moving. One uh, gentleman, and I apologize losing his name, uh, football player in the early 90s for Susquehanna, but uh, they have a tribute out there. Many tributes going on tomorrow. Uh, it's, Mark, it's hard to imagine 20 years has gone that fast. Hmm. I mean, when you think, think about 20 years ago where you were and what was going on, boy, two decades went like this. Well, as, as is always the case at this time of year, I was on vacation and... Yeah. Uh, Ithaca, New York was the location, so oh, things, beautiful were, place, yeah, things were certainly different up there that, that week, but we stayed. The radio station said stay, you know, because they were just channeling CBS News and inserting local news, so we didn't have to come home. We'll talk more about this coming up very shortly. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben is across from me. Mr. Rubs on the other side of the glass. He's done a fabulous job for us this week. Next week, I get to take a couple of days off. I'll be on a local staycation, so if you need me, call the house. <laughs> and uh, But Rob will do even more work next week, so we always appreciate that. So thank you, Rob. You got the list to start Monday morning? Uh, no, the list. 
list starts at 3 p.m. today. Oh, okay. you got to jump on the work. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. There's a lot to do in a short amount oh, of time. So you, you got, this is the uh, fall step project ladder. for the... Uh, for the yard, yeah, the fall house. cleaning, yeah. step ladder work in the house. You know, a little okay. bit of plumbing, new d- new disposal. Uh, let's well, see. Well, you else. know what? You'll look great running back and forth in your uh, F one fifty from Sunbury Motors <laughs> and that <laughs> right. new one. You'll be pulling up to the uh, hardware stores or the landscaper or w- whichever uh, you choose to. But uh, you're going to be riding high in that F one fifty. And I invite uh, folks to do what I did. That's test drive a Ford F one fifty. I believe they have one or two down there, and they certainly have dozens of orders, and they should be here shortly. Uh, I, at the moment, I'm driving one of their Ford Expeditions, which oh. is the big, roomy SUV. <laughs> that is wow. luxurious SUV. I'd, mm. I'd hate to take it to the cabin. I'd be afraid a stone would you know, flick up and nick it, but uh, it is nice. It has retractable running boards, automatic climate control. I mean, it's just a super vehicle, and of course, it pairs perfectly with the phone with one button. Oh, no, good. Uh, I got the chance to uh, spend a little time with Austin and uh, Mr. Mertz uh, oh, did you? this Good week, so saw them. They are uh, looking for more vehicles. They've uh, Is this chip shortage going to ease at some point? Uh, boy, we're... Everybody's hoping pretty soon. Okay. Uh, I mean, all car dealers seem to have a... Uh, Let's see, a wish list of people on w- the wall. <laughs> the people have all ordered these cars. Uh, Sunbury Motors, uh, of course, uh, has a, a longer list than most, and uh, uh, you know they're waiting for cars to come in. Other people have, uh, have you see other dealers of uh, automobiles looking to uh, get their customers in their vehicles. But uh, no, it's a uh, debacle. And the, the other question too, it's not just. You know, you look at the industries. You look at the building materials industry. You look at the construction industry as a whole. You, you look at just the logistics and what is causing this. Th- it's got to be hard to blame the hurricane in uh, Louisiana. Okay, gas is still, or oil is still under $70 a barrel, you know, just under 70 and it's down from 77 So you get it. But why is this not easing? And what is this administration, which we're having a tough time understanding, what are they trying to do to ease this? Well, one of your good conservatives this week had a great comment that a lot of the chips are going into the vaccine so that the government can control you and that that's sucking mm-hmm. up all the chips and so there aren't any available for vehicles and things. Yeah, I think that was the rock band or the pop rock band Devo. Uh, we are not human. Yeah, we, we are, are not, not men. Yeah, we are oh, Devo. Gosh, so so I, th- I think that's where we're at with that. Right. But, uh, yeah, if they're, if they're putting chips in the vaccine, I'll tell you what, that's why that lump is in my arm. Okay, <laughs> okay. I've had my flu shot and my uh, uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Mark, speaking of, I know we're going to get into other things, but speaking of that is how many, how many shots are we getting per year anymore? And well, I know that's different. Normally, different just ages. a flu shot for me. Well, just a flu shot, but shingles. Uh, that was last year, but yeah, COVID, that was two shots last boosters, year. Possibly, and nobody knows WHO, and that's not the rock band of who. It's the other group uh, the other, is, is not so the sold other, on this The other booster. characters. Yeah, they're not sold in this booster. So uh, interesting. How many shots per year? 
are we oh, already we're end getting? Up getting? All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our toll-free line. Joseph, please stand by. I gotta do news headlines, or I'm gonna be in the doghouse. Bad. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Email us at on the market And I busted the text machine. Uh, <laughs> if you if you hit two keys at once on that device, it freezes solid. So we're running a scan on it, trying to get that back up. Hold so it, no, should I tell the Hold it. It went right over my head into the wall. Oh. That's how it busted. <laughs> no, no, I did not throw it. So when computer. Joe sits here Monday, oh, he'll see gosh. the mark on the wall. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, so the text machine is busted. So uh, we'll get that. That'll be up later today. I'm sure I'll... I'll relent and let it reboot. All right. The public is invited to tomorrow's 20th annual 9-11 memorial service held by the American Legion Post 44 in Northumberland. Event 6.30 p.m. If you want to hear the St. Louis de Montfort Academy of Herndon students playing at 6.30 p.m. Then at 7 o'clock, the service and the words. Dick Simpson, the chair of the 9-11 committee at the Legion, said they honor and pay tribute to those who have lost their lives in the collapse of the World Trade Centers, the U.S. Pentagon, and Shanksville, PA. He noted they especially honor first responders who died and those U.S. Armed Forces members killed in the war on terror, including those U.S. servicemen, 13 of whom died in Afghanistan. Recently, main speaker tomorrow, John Deppin, well-known local veterans advocate. They will have the striking of the four fives tomorrow as part of the service. King Street Park in Northumberland. Neither a Green Dragon nor an Iron Man can vanquish a coronavirus on the football field tonight any Anyway, tonight's Lewisburg-Danville High School football game has been canceled. The Lewisburg superintendent says uh, some of the team members have COVID. They're doing all the contacting. Poor Sean Parnell. He's got a bit of a struggle. Associated Press reporting that the Republican primary for U.S. Senate next year is turning personal as real estate developer Jeff Barto slammed Sean Parnell for allegations related to his contentious divorce and child custody dispute. Parnell, the fully Trump-endorsed candidate accused Bartos of lying and demanded he drop out of the race. The attack was the sharpest yet of the primary. Of course, if you haven't heard Parnell, he is uh, accused. There's been multiple protection from abuse orders against him, uh, was at least verbally and sometimes physically abusive to his wife, according to police anyway. And uh, as a result, because of that contentious and custody issues and a wide range of other uh, documented issues, uh, Parnell's past is something he is trying to put in the past. He's not yet divorced from uh, the ex-wife, but says he will be soon. Parnell accused Bartos of being a desperate liar, telling horrific lies. I certainly hope Sean Parnell makes it through this. Uh, he is probably the only person that can beat the Democratic candidate next year. That's Lawrence's editorial comment. We'd love to hear from you on that. Are you okay, buddy? I'm fine. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has announced the Department of Justice suing Texas over its new restrictive abortion law. Lori Levinson's a former federal prosecutor and professor of Loyola Law School talking about that lawsuit. If this case proceeds through the federal courts, it is likely to get to the Supreme Court. And at that point, That's going to be two we could expect that the Supreme Court will have to look at the merits of the Texas law. She says that first to glance the court did not examine the merits of the law but some of the dissenters on the U.S. Supreme Court mm -hmm. said they were looking into the law and uh, dug more deeply than just the logistics of the emergency appeal. About a two-year process there? 
And finally, well, normally uh, laws aren't in effect while that happens, too, but that isn't the case in, in this particular law, so that's a big change. Finally, Los Angeles School District did what they said they would do. They made mac- vaccines mandatory for all students 12 and up yesterday. 60% of the parents said they favored that idea. 40% are livid and beyond about that uh, issue. Okay, let's get to our callers. 20, and 60, 20. All right, Buzz, you have the shortest attention span, so we will uh, <laughs> we'll get you first. Hey, I've, I've been waiting five minutes. Don't give me that anymore. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I was talking yesterday uh, to a good Republican friend who I admire, who, it's funny, we were talking about why he can't get any help, and his feeling was it was kind of the political destruction over the years of the middle class that the, all the self-serving and the, the rich guys and uh, not not necessarily all the Republicans but most of the Republicans with their tax cuts for the wealthy have eliminated pretty much the middle class and uh, you know the reason everything's so short is that people just can't afford to take some of these jobs anymore and I'm just you know, I remember when I was a kid that all my, you know, back in the 50s that all my friends, parents, moms were home and dad had a good job downtown somewhere and they all lived. And that, that just doesn't exist anymore. That's that's something somebody's going to have to get a grip on if, we're, if this economy is going to survive. Yeah, what's, the, what's the new normal going to look like? We're, we can't have all yeah. these restaurants because we won't support them because they can't get cheap help. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know what the I don't ha, I have no answers and I don't usually like to complain without having one but, mm. and I'm actually not complaining. I'm just pointing out the fact that this economy is in trouble and let's say figure out a way to get the middle class back because uh, we don't want to be just rich people and, and poor people. That's, middle that's class what, was what country is middle class <clears throat> was coming <throat> back strong in the last administration. Wages were up for, oh, for those cool. groups and uh, you can look at the facts, look at the tax information, look at who pays taxes and who got the tax breaks, but the uh, middle class uh, Latino minority wages were up. Real wages were up. Under the Obama administration, wage growth was flat. Uh-huh. Well, that's not my Republican friend thinks that the Republicans pretty much destroyed it with all their tax cuts for the wealthy. What he's basing that on, and I have nothing to refer to, but I'm not looking to blame anybody, so let's get away from blaming people. Let's just figure out a way that we can all work together to get this back. Just giving information. No blaming, just putting the information out. Well, we talked to Leonard Steinhorn yesterday, say, can we pull some of that 9-11 unity back into the U.S. today? That'd be great. I'd well, and I'll let you go with this. Uh, it's not in the paper, but for some reason. But anyhow, we also have a 9-11 uh, ceremony tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock in Milton uh, behind the moose there next to the Veterans Memorial where that gigantic flag is. I know everybody's having one, but if you're in the Milton area, it's really going to be beautiful. You have to see that huge flag. All right. got a new one. So, Sounds thanks, super. Yeah, thank you so much, Bye-bye. Buzz. I wonder if it's Joseph. bigger than the Perkins flag. Joseph, 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 I owe you. you I appreciate you waiting all that time. Thank you. Oh, I have the patience of Job, man. <laughs> I figured. No doubt. And you know all about it. Okay. So what's cooking? <clears throat> yes, I want to comment on 9-11, what happened there. Uh, they wanted to hit the heart of the beast, right? And it was a religious thing. Of course it was. Nobody's going to die just for some political... Well, some people would. But they give their lives for Allah. In fact, when you hear the cry, Allah Akbar, you better take cover because there's going to be some bullets flying. Uh, And my point is this, that uh, uh, 
I, I studied Islam. I dealt with the Muslims in the Middle East and Europe and uh, all over, okay? And I know how they think. And they call us the great Satan. Do you ever hear that phrase? Many times. Do you know why they call us the great Satan? No, but you're going to tell us. I am going to tell you. Nobody knows, except me, I guess. I don't know why. If you study Islam, you'd find out. I, I have a book of world religions here, and, and the Islamic religion, all religions are there. And there's a picture in here uh, and with the caption. Uh, it's a picture of thousands of Muslims stoning uh, an obelisk. Now, of course, the Washington Monument is an obelisk. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Continue. And they, they say that uh, this obelisk is a representation of Satan, symbolically. And they stone it, and the, the caption reads that the, the Muslims are rejecting Satan as uh, Ishmael, Abraham's son, rejected Satan, and they followers of Ishmael, of course. And so they reject Satan. And so the obelisk, or the Washington Monument, and their minds, is a satanic symbol. It's a symbol of Satan. And true, it is a symbol of Satan. So here's my point. I believe personally, and when this happened, 9-11, I called up the FBI, and the one that crashed in Shanksville, hmm. they were heading toward uh, Washington, D.C. Now, they hit, they hit the financial thing in New York, the Twin Towers, okay? And then they hit the military thing, the Pentagon, the five-sided Polygon building in Washington, D.C., where the plans of war are drawn up. And the next one was going to be a religious symbol, a very high religious symbol to them, of a satanic uh, symbol is the obelisk, the Washington Monument. It's in honor of the father of this nation, George Washington. And uh, of course, uh, I'd love to blow that up myself. A little like uh, Madonna, she'd like to blow the White House up. Well, I wouldn't want to do that. But I'd like to blow up the obelisk because in the Bible, Yahweh says you're supposed to tear them down. They were satanic symbols. Now, actually, you know what it is symbolic of. It's a phallic symbol, right? Uh, Joseph, I, I'm trying to, I don't have the report here, the 9-11 report, I believe that plane was, wasn't it going towards the Capitol or the White House? That's what they assume, yes. Well, but they really don't know. So what, what, but anyway, I, here's the point. If you're doing this for your God, and they were doing it for Allah, you know that. They gave up their lives for Allah because they believe that you're going to go to heaven, have 70 uh, young virgins, and all the wine, and just all the wonderful things. So naturally, they're, they're happy to die for Allah. And so to make more points with Allah, I would take out the symbol of Satan. That's what I would do. Okay, that would so, be logical to me as a religious symbol so to them. I'm so, saying so it's Joseph, a religious what? satanic symbol to them, and they want to destroy it. Okay? So, that, so now these... Fact. I mean, if, if read, read up on the obelisk, and you'll, you'll find out that uh, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a symbol of the male organ, you know? All right. And it was a symbol of Amun-Ra, a, a god in Egypt, an ancient god in Egypt. That's where the, they all come from. All right, we got you. All right, well, thank you so much, Joseph. And Thanks for the info. Stop for a moment and ask, why... <laughs> Why do we have on all our churches obelisks, steeples? Oh, okay. It's their symbolic it's a, of it's Satan. A I got of you. A Babylonian cult. Okay. History Babylon. It, it's, it's all right, Joseph. A real quick question: Is <laughs> is Islam Why? a peaceful religion? No, it's not. Okay. I've read the Quran. It's not. Okay. 
All right, we got gotcha. you. Look at the history. Look at the history. It isn't. Even Christianity isn't isn't a peaceful religion. Well, that Look was at the my next question. But we got through that. Come on, man. Now, Come according on, to the man. Bible, it's a peaceful <laughs> religion. You're supposed to love your enemies. I do. Uh, if your enemy hungry, feed him, and I would. But uh, perverted Christianity uh, through Catholicism had the Crusades and the Inquisition. Where they murdered and plundered and raped and pillaged. So is Buddhism probably one of the only no more questions? You were cutting Ben off. Thank you so much, Joseph. Appreciate the call. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. We had Craig Paust on earlier, the smoke and fire official, and just a stellar volunteer talking about the Stephen Siller Foundation and mm. the actual hands-on street-level work that he and other volunteers are doing. So we appreciated that. Maybe you have. A remark about 9-11 and uh, present-day 9-11 remark. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. One call's coming in, but we'll take more comers. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about the mask mandates that are being fought tooth and nail in Harrisburg and lots of parents filing for exceptions to make sure that they don't have to have their kids wear a mask. A lot of schools just not enforcing it, so hopefully there won't be too many consequences. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. Well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not going to name any names, but if you live in Eaglesmere and you have zero cases day after day after day after day. Uh, The vaccine that's not really a vaccine? Well, we did talk about that yesterday, yeah, so that's kind of been a talked about thing here this week, so we can Natural immunity? Has anybody discussed natural Doug, immunity? Doug, our good listener, uh, says he has natural immunity and he okay. wouldn't need the vaccine. He's got uh, good immunity because he had the disease. You had the disease, but you got the disease plus the vaccine, right? Doug so you got everything vaccine, covered. So I feel covered. Uh, I will say this. So to, to a person, everybody that's had COVID, it, it is, it's 99 Point nine percent different for everybody. It seems okay. The stories that people tell me, and you know, somebody lost smell, taste. I had a heightened taste of sodium for some reason. Nobody has heard that one. Uh, you know, it's just affected certain ages. People had. I mean, I know two ladies that are very seasoned, and uh, they had uh, two days of uncomfortableness. I know some people in their forties in good shape. They had more than that. Green so, uh, caller, Ken. Tell us uh, your scenario on uh, COVID. <clears throat> well, what Mark had said earlier was totally incorrect. He did it nonchalantly. I don't think he did it on purpose, but you said the team had COVID. That's not correct at all. 
Uh, you're talking about Dan one, one person who really, relatively was not even connected with the team um, tested positive, so the school went and decided it was best not to do that. Okay, the well, team I... does not have... The team does not have COVID. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah, the superintendent apparently is uninformed on this. She issued a statement saying that... No, I read the statement. You read it wrong. So she said uh, the Lewisburg Area School District administration has learned of a positive COVID case among a member of the high school football team. But uh, I can see how you she could said. interpret that to mean that she that nobody on the team has it. So I get that. That's good. But she did say that a member of the team has COVID. A member, but what what you said was the team has COVID. Oh, did I accidentally you, you say it. that? Okay. Well, yeah. No, not the whole team. Holy smokes. Well, yeah. the team's in contact tracing. I take it. That's why there's no game yeah correct yeah well no i have no problem with that but you said the team has covid yep, and good. that was wrong yeah good catch thank you good now uh, um one other thing i wanted to bring up you were talking about the oil imports and exports there is a website because i'm in the financial industry okay and um i'm i'm looking at it right now which i can send to you if necessary but we are importing um, instead of 10,000, well, I'm just using what the numbers are here. Obviously, it's expanded out for the numbers, but 10,850, which would mean, you know, over 10 million barrels of oil in a month, um, to now, from last year to this year, we're getting 26 instead of 10 from Russia. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. I mean, geopolitical stuff. It's it's just bizarre, bizarre what administration well, no, well, no, this no, is no, doing. No, my point, my point of that is, all right. Everyone said that so and so was involved with Russia and everything else. Why is it that, um, you know, the pipeline in Russia is fine, and all of a sudden we're importing more money from Russia, and more oil from Russia and China. And it, this is a real website. They track it. It's not made up. It's not Fox. It's not. Any What's of the name things. of the website? It's EIA. So, Ken, I, I don't believe I've never seen that we're importing oil from China. I know we're importing oil from Russia, which, again, that's what I was talking about. It makes no sense what this administration's done on energy policies. And I, I, I think I misspoke on the China thing. Yeah, so, uh, but, and also the pipeline for Russia to get uh, go-ahead from the U.S. to put the pipeline into Europe, which now Europe has to bow and to Russia. Instead of taking our natural gas, they'll take theirs. But there's, and there's no, there's no, makes no sense what this administration's doing on their well, energy and, policy. Well, and the website is EIA.gov, mm -hmm. and it tracks all of it. So it, there's no news associated with it. It's, it's a just simple numbers. financial thing that, that tracks these things. Ken, are you, are you looking at that right now by chance? Yes, sir. Okay, are we getting any oil out of Venezuela? Um, let me check. I have to look at a different spot. Nigeria would be interesting also, but... Uh, uh, yeah, the oil out of Russia makes no sense at all, and the people who complained about the last administration being in bed with Russia should probably understand that uh, this administration's dealings with Ukraine, Russia, and China are very suspect. 
Um, we are getting oil from Venezuela. Which, again, why? <laughs> uh, propping up yeah. a dictatorship and uh, something that should be uh, looked at. But, again, uh, the geopolitical scenarios for our energy policy has fallen apart in this administration. Well, my, my, my point of it is, you know, it was brought to the attention that maybe, you know, we're not importing more than we're exporting which, depending upon which numbers you look at, could be different. However, look where the imports went up. Mm -hmm. Where did we start getting them from? Yes. And why? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, um, we don't, first of all, we don't have to get it because we're comfortable to produce our own. Second of all, why are we getting them from these uh, places that people claim they have no... Um, coincidence with, no talks with, etc. No, it's been going on since the 70s, and it makes no sense at all. Why can't, as energy independence for the United States means a lot of things, and at one it means national national security. So we got natural, we got uh, national security, and we can help our allies. If Mark is the United States, he can call me up and say, Ben, I'm, I'm going to sell you oil. He can call you up, Ken, said, I'm going to sell you oil. Or we can go talk to somebody in Russia and, and Venezuela and OPEC as a group. And then we had a president, what, a couple months ago, asking OPEC to increase production when we've shut our production down. Um, you know, these are the environmental folks that uh, do not understand economics, I believe. These are the climate change people who think, I don't know, Al Gore in 2001, follow his track on the environment. And so, again, our energy policy does not make sense, as far as I'm concerned, about how the United States should be, uh, let's say, looking at its affairs. Okay, Ken, can well, you, um, Ken, hold on one second. Can you stand by a second? Yeah. I'm going to ask you both uh, why we were energy independent uh, one or two years ago and why we're not energy independent today. I'd love you guys to walk us through that with your good factual observations. So uh, can you stand by while we do that, or is that too much to ask? No, I, that's fine. Perfect. All right, stand by. We'll take a quickie break. we got some open lines. We're talking U.S. energy independence. I'm being schooled here, and I'm learning a lot. So <laughs> we're going to keep listening. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, give us a buzz if you'd like to participate in that conversation. Uh, we're going to continue the uh, schooling of Mark Lawrence on Energy News in three minutes. All right, men. Appreciate the help and the call. We got Ken on the line. We got uh, Mr. Energy across from me. <laughs> so uh, let's start out with Ken. At some point, uh, we were energy independent a couple of years ago under President Trump, and uh, the U.S. was consuming less fuel. Stop at the COVID point because I know that messed up everything. But slowly, we become energy dependent. What happened? Well. Um well, obviously, we shut down our production. Uh, COVID and a number of other things also shut down our ability to uh, just exist for the most part. And to go with what your co-host said, the geopolitical atmosphere has changed to um, one of which that sort of kowtows to other countries. Now, take China, for example. I, I actually didn't misspeak too badly on that. China actually does not 
produce enough oil for themselves. Shocker. Um, they need 10, 10 million barrels a day, and that goes out for bid. All right, so where is that coming from? Uh, of course, China will never tell you that, but China needs 10 million barrels a day. Um, the United States was capable of producing not quite that much, but being able to be in that bidding process up until the current administration decided we don't want to be in that process. And that all in total has helped make our gas prices go way higher just because um, we've got to ship it around the world from the world to get it here. It's simple economics. Yeah, and I, I would say, Ken, on that, our regulations for energy is, is just suspect. And the Trump administration looked at regulations for you know, building highways. It takes 10 years to get permitted for highways. I mean, things like that. We, we've missed the boat on nuclear power, I believe, personally. France can do it. Uh, if the French can do it over a bottle of uh, Cabernet, I'm sure we could do it over a, a Napa Valley Chardonnay. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we've, we've cut our, our, you know, like I said, the business practices in Louisiana and Texas have been over-regulated. XL pipeline was bigger than people think, and also natural gas. And for the environmentalists or the, the climate change people, if you look at the numbers of with natural gas, the CO2 has been cut drastically. If you took, like I said, if you took natural gas out and you said we have this form of energy we're using and we've been able to reduce our CO2 emissions, people would jump for joy. They'd throw a parade for you, uh, roll out the red carpet, give you a uh, give you a, a candle that lights at both ends and say this is a great thing. So the political side of it, the business side, but also why do we support Russia in that way? Why do we allow Iran to be what they're doing as an exporter? And we bow to the Saudis. And you know, we're, we're looking at 9-11. It barely comes up anymore. But there's a lot of lawsuits against the Saudi government and the, uh, and the royal uh, families there about 9-11 that seems to get swept under the rug because I believe it was 18 or 19 of these terrorists were, were Saudis. So, uh, again, the political side of oil, it is all over the place. And, you know, Ken, I don't think 100 years from now when they're watching the documentaries, maybe there'll be an understanding of it. Will the U.S. regain independence in the future? Well, uh, are you asking me or your yeah, Ken. co-host? Ken. Oh, um, you know, I, I would love to say yes. However, I feel as though that is probably a very, very, very far reach because there's been too many political stop gaps to eliminate our ability to be that way. And the one person that really tried, of course, is not in office anymore at the moment so now if you follow the money trail which is interesting if you do and i'm an economist by the way i have a, a bachelor's degree in economics from bucknell so i'm not actually making things up um you if you follow the money trail it all points to where they're being subservient to other countries instead of doing it ourselves and you know some may say well we can't do it ourselves we need the whole the whole 
world, all those things. But I, I just think that's an incorrect way to, and that's just my opinion, an incorrect way to, uh, you know, approach these things. Because I thought we, you know, we had dollar gas prices. Now yes. uh, the predictions are that oil will go to 125 to 175 dollars a, a barrel. Uh, gas prices have already hit near four dollars in California. So that's coming soon to a pump near you. And, I, you know, unfortunately, there's no one to blame except the current administration. You can try and, you know, distract it with whatever. However, that's it's a simple fact. Yeah, and Ken, can, what they, and if, we move, if we move from oil real quick, and I agree with what your assessment, I, boy, it's 175. I, I'm hearing 85, 90, depending on the scenario, but it was 77. Now it's back below 70. I think today was 69, 8. It'll probably go above 70, though. Uh, the, can you, in a quick analysis, can you explain modern monetary policy? What? Um, Get out of in, here. In which no. In, 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 in this regards, in this regards, can the Fed we just can. keep printing money? This this modern, oh, oh, modern oh, monetary oh, okay. policy. Keynesian theory. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually simple. Um, what it is is that you know economics comes down to supply and demand, and if you cut off supply, then the demand makes the prices go up because you have no supply. However, in monetary policy. What simply happens is you are making things that don't exist. So when the Fed is not cutting interest rates and doing all of those things and printing all of this money, it really, um, there's no value to it whatsoever. And then eventually it catches up with you. So on a worldwide basis, then what happens is the dollar becomes devalued. Exactly. So when you go to a different country, instead of a dollar being worth a dollar twenty in pick a country, now it's only worth fifty cents. Yep. So it's essentially like having um, and I'm making this part up, a Mexican peso. I don't even know what that's worth right at the moment, but you know it's something you don't want to own. And now the easiest way to think of the monetary policy is Bitcoin. All right, and I'm not an expert on Bitcoin. I don't know anything. But what is Bitcoin? Does anyone know? Not really nope. sure. But it's there's a lot of ghost, it out there. Ghost currency. Right. So isn't the U.S. dollar becoming a ghost currency exactly. under this administration? And, and that's my point. So we get these people talking about this modern uh, monetary policy, and then they go to explain it. And I, and I, I know you're Buck now. I'm only a Juniata grad, so I'm out in the hills of Huntington, PA. Well, I didn't mean that pretentious. <laughs> no, I, I know. just wanted I know. to <laughs> know that I was, so you knew I wasn't making stuff up. No, but, uh, but the point being is that, you know, this energy policy by this administration it's tough enough to understand the the monetary policy. I I, I think we're in for for problems and inflation's rearing its head. You talk about four dollar gas in California. That's a tax issue. However, we also have that tax issue here on on gas in Pennsylvania. But yeah, the 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 monetary policy from from an economic standpoint, I think a a gentleman that that I try to follow and catch him on TV as much as I can, but then catch him on the internet is Larry Kudlow, who seems to be of sound mind and understanding. So very interesting what's going well, I've, on. I've watched him since I was 18 years old, and I'm 50. 
<laughs> so, I'm, I'm familiar with him. Well, good. Well, Ken, we appreciate the call. We appreciate your time. Uh, please call again. Yes, yeah, stay in touch. Thank All you right. so much, sir. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. Quickie break. Uh, we have open phones. we got three emails pending. There's no reason we can't read those. We'll make a solid effort at doing that uh, when we return. But call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Guys, way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm a short-timer. I'll be doing my staycation thing next week, but I'll be listening to every minute of every show. Good. The Ballers. The Ballers from Ball State. Is that their nickname? I don't know. Next okay. week, you'll be here with uh, Mr. Chad Hershberger. Yeah. Yep. Penn State tomorrow afternoon, Mark. Nittany Lions. The Nittany Lions are getting back to Happy Valley. Should be uh, interesting. Interesting turnout. All right, we invite you to do what I have done. That's go to sunburymotors.com and drive away with separate vehicles, different vehicles. Mm-hmm. Drive a different one every time. I've been in the new electric Mustang, just a gorgeous vehicle. You can join the half a dozen folks or so that have ordered those up and are waiting for them to come in. Shouldn't be much longer. Mid-October or so is one of the estimates being used. Uh, let's see. I drove a Bronco Badlands Edition. Ooh. Of course, a couple of F-150s, and now I'm in a Ford Expedition. And That uh, Mustang electric has that special button when you hit it, you hear the roar of the engine? It is. I kid you not. It okay. makes a noise if you wanted to. It, it's louder outside than it is inside, okay. but so pedestrians can hear it, but uh, you definitely hear it. Yep, it is. Uh, Penn State, Ball State tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous alumnus from uh, Ball State. Uh, Ball State. I, I Late night know. TV. D- D- Goofy special pet tricks, whatever the term was. Oh, um, what's his name? The top 10. Wow, super. Okay. Yeah. David Letterman. Back to the Ball Sunbury State. Motor Company. Uh, I definitely have uh, had a chance to drive some fantastic new vehicles out there, so please uh, do that. They do have a couple of new vehicles. The, the inventory is not as deep as it once was, but certainly there's some vehicles there. And there's a gorgeous Ford Ranger late model, black traded in with knobbly tires and low miles and not a scratch on it, and it's in perfect condition. It has Lawrence written all over it, so you have to take the decals off. But uh, other than that, it's perfect. And uh, we invite you to do what I've done. Really, just address them with the kind of uh, unmet transportation needs that you have. They'll make sure whether it's a great big 18-wheeler that you're hauling around, uh, they'll put you in a truck there. Or if you have an 18-wheeler, they can fix it. If you got anything that needs towed, they can tow it. Uh, if you got, need some body work done, they can work on your body. They can work on your alignment. They can pump you up with nitrogen. It's just a fantastic place to visit. Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. Speaking of 9-11... Well, uh, we got to read the emails. Hurry up. Do we, well, we... Just take a second. It says, uh, this is about masking mandates, I believe. And our good friend Doug says, 
we knew the mandates were coming, but it's still shocking and ridiculous. Forcing people to get the injection when they have no, oh, not mask mandates. He's talking about vaccine mandates, yeah. Uh, subject line would be helpful, Doug. But in the meantime, yeah, we figured it out. Okay, vaccine mandates. We knew the vaccine mandates were coming, but it's still shocking and ridiculous forcing people to get the injection when we have no idea of the long-term effects. If this was really about keeping other people safe, you would have to be able to show you had COVID or have the antibodies, which are proven to be five to ten times stronger than the jab. Our freedoms and rights are slowly fading away, and some just accept it, while others can't see it. The vaccine is obviously not working well, but we continue to bow down to the almighty politicians. It's truly sad to see this happening right in front of our eyes says Doug. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Good comments. Uh, very representative of a wide range of individuals around here who feel exactly the same. Uh, hospitalization is all unvaccinated people for the most part. So no, I'm going to say, I think Los Angeles County, uh, the people out there seem to agree with the uh, emailer. To okay. So they haven't gotten the shots. Right. And that's not an overly Republican area out in Los Angeles County. <laughs> yes, you think. So uh, another listener says, I think people do want to wear masks. And that's fine. For them, masks are filthy pieces of cloth. When children have to wear masks eight hour a day without change, and I'm sure no teacher so saying to the child, you had your mask on all day, we need to change it, or is that the same mask you had on for the last week, question mark? Yes. Sneezing and coughing into them, the child is bound to not only get agitated, but sick. Their little heartbeat goes up because they're having more carbon dioxide back into their system. We weren't meant to wear masks eight hour days, five days a week. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the schools. And one of our good listeners yesterday says he was able to dodge Vietnam, and that caught the eye of a, quite a few people. This is one of the representative emails. It says, perhaps if... Uh, if and when Mike tells his story to others, he might want to qualify and leave out the part, I dodged Vietnam, just saying. The first military death in Vietnam I saw was a soldier at my post in Okinawa, says Dick, who's a U.S. Army hmm. Service Agency veteran. Yeah, what uh, Mike meant to say, or what he did say, was that he dodged Vietnam. What he meant to say, what the meaning of it was that uh, you know, through his growth, he became 18 after the, da after the draft. So he he barely dodged the draft in the U.S., mm. but... Uh, well, he wasn't a draft dodger. Exactly. Yes. So and maybe a poor choice of words. Well, that you know, dodging Vietnam is a loaded term. I, mm. I, you know, I, I think he probably would revisit uh, it if he could. Yeah, talking about 9-11, the other nine years ago will be the uh, anniversary, unfortunately, of Benghazi, that debacle that mm -hmm. got as political as you could get, and... Uh, then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and the folks that try to justify their actions or inactions uh, just just absurd. When was that? Nine years ago. Oh my gosh! Is that all? Yeah. So uh, look at the uh, also look at some of the uh, timing of certain scenarios. Look at the U.S. coal bombing. Look at the embassy bombings in 1998 in East Africa, and also. Uh, where the Clinton administration was with bin Laden. Not chasing bin Laden, but uh, President Clinton has had discussions. Well, I just couldn't go get him. So in interesting when people want to talk about you follow the, the timing of certain aspects. And remember in the early 90s, 
they tried to blow up the towers with car bombs, the Blind Sheik mm -hmm. in New York City. That was the pre-run. That was the test run. But this all goes back, I believe, uh, you can start in the 80s when uh, they blew up the Marine uh, barracks or in the Lebanon. Marine in Lebanon, Beirut, Lebanon. And then, unfortunately, President Reagan, the, maybe the biggest mistake of his uh, political career or his presidency was pulling out, which then allows... Creates the a culture. No, it allows the culture of the Middle East, which is a strength culture, to say these people aren't strong. When the Russians were forced out of uh, Afghanistan, again, the group saw, well, these major powers aren't that strong. But, but when Reagan, instead of fighting back, we uh, unfortunately ran out of... Uh, out of uh, Lebanon, and particularly Beirut, and look what's happened over there. So, uh, you know, l look at the timelines of some of these going back 9-11, but Maghazi's right there in the middle of uh, some of these, the U.S. coal bombing, that's the uh, American ship that was in port, and uh, early on, that, uh, that bombing of the uh, towers in the basement, in the car parking basement of the towers. That was a dry run to see if they could bring down the towers, but then they went to plan B, and unfortunately they put a plan together. And Mark, also, maybe next week you, you won't be here, but you look at the FBI and CIA and the lack of the communication, and the Clinton administration created some hurdles that the agencies were not discussing. So you had these people that were <laughs> unfortunately, they were learning how to fly planes and not learning how to land. Well, yeah, and that Joe never, always talks about that. That never brought up a, a flag and saying, oh, this doesn't make sense. That should have raised a red flag So let right me there. ask you this. So you learn to drive a car. You just want to be able to accelerate, but you're not that concerned about braking? Break. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, that, that, that's absurd. And that's why within our, within our government, the bureaucratic, the hurdles, it, it makes no sense. What, why would you create problems for your agencies? Thank you. I'll Enjoy see you in two off. weeks, if not lengthier. Enjoy. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Rob Setter, our fabulous producer. Take good care of us. Ben Reichley, our great co-host. Joe McGranahan and Steve Kushaloff next week. Rest in peace, Bob Buner. Great yeah. asset to the Valley. Yeah, amen, we'll be boy, what a great we'll guy. We missed. We missed him. What a zealot. A good kind. Good guy. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time, 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show.